into A to Z Sports primetime on a Wednesday night from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the fine folks at Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. Satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. Brymac has you covered. They're the best in the business at Brymac Mechanical. Three locations in Middle Tennessee and in Kentucky at Brymac.com. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet. Quality American-made Ford vehicles is what they offer you. Find out more about the Built For You program at tworiversford.com. Today, DraftKings Sportsbook. Promo code A to Z Sports gets you in on all the March Madness action. NHL, MLB on the horizon, and NBA, everything in between. Promo code A to Z Sports is the hookup in your DraftKings Sportsbook app. And of course, the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, GaryAshton.com, is where you go for your dream address without the stress. The Ashton team is the best in the business, GaryAshton.com. So, Julio Jones, uh, after the 3 p.m. Central Time free agency deadline, happy new league year to all of you NFL fans, our friend Diana Rossini came out with the report, a joint report between her and Adam Schefter, that the Titans' intention was to release Julio Jones. Now, Julio Jones has been on the roster for, well, he would have been on the roster for about nine months. And he's what's considered or what's called a post-June 1st release. They can designate him to be released before June 1st, but the Release itself will not be made official until after June 1st. Now, why this happens is because of contract situations, guaranteed money, basically, left on Julio Jones' deal. Doing it post-June 1st allows them to spread out the cap hit over multiple years, but the money does not come off the books until after June 1st, which means that we are still several months away from seeing the financial impact of a Julio Jones release, meaning that it's not applicable for free agency right now. And the team needed needed to be cap compliant today as of 3 p.m. Central Time. So it's a really interesting decision because it does not help you in the immediate. And what they're telling you is that they think he's done, like right now. They're not messing around with the hamstrings anymore. Ten games out of 17 is what he uh, appeared in last year, 31 catches and a touchdown on the season for Julio Jones with uh, just around 600 yards. So, you know, what this means is it's pretty substantial as far as the lasting implications. We've hammered People like, well, and we haven't really talked about the Colts, I guess, on the primetime show. We've done it a lot more on the radio show, but... You know, I've been really, really hard on Chris Ballard and the lasting impact that the Carson Wentz trade will have on their franchise. Now, that's the more egregious one because not only did you give up a first-round pick for a quarterback who's no longer on your roster, you've since flipped that quarterback. Yes, you've gotten the other team in the Washington football team to take his contract off your books, but now you've continued in this cycle of not having a feasible solution at quarterback for basically the last five seasons. If you're the Indianapolis Colts, what John Robinson has done and the mistake that the Julio Jones contract will go down as, the Julio Jones trade will go down as, will not have quite the lasting implications 
of the Carson Wentz deal, but it is nearly as bad as far as what it has cost you, not just valuable time, not just a season where he probably had something to give you in the playoffs, and by then it was too late because we saw what a train wreck that situation was. Whether Julio would have been able to stay healthy for a playoff run or not is an entirely different question, but he seemed to be healthy at the end of the season, right when you needed him most. And then their season came to a pretty dramatic end. So the opportunity was squandered. The draft pick, the second round draft pick that you will not have for the season has been squandered. And you now look at Julio Jones after nine months of being a Titan as a sunk cost outright. So I want to ask you this question about the Julio Jones situation. How would you describe the last nine months with Julio Jones on the roster. Nine months and like 10 days, I guess is the appropriate way to put it. Let me know in the comment section on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. We'll discuss it at length together. It's your Two Rivers Ford take, of course, presented by Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford also presents to you the option to build any new Ford vehicle and customize it any way you want. It's called the Built For You program at Two Rivers Ford, and it's something that I myself have just done. I selected my 2022 Ford Explorer XLT. I got to pick out the exact color that I wanted with the exact customizable accessories. For example, I wanted a heating steering wheel because I'm soft and I hate when my hands are cold in the winter. I don't want to mess with it, so I got a a heated steering wheel. I got a moonroof. I got the, uh, the, what is it, radar cruise control that lets my car know that it's getting too close to a vehicle when it's on cruise control, and the lane assist function. All of those things built for me at Two Rivers Ford. The vehicle built, took them about a month and a half, less than two months to get it done, turned it around. As soon as I got back from the combine in Indianapolis, my vehicle was ready to go home. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet can do the same for you. Find out more about the Built For You program at tworiversford.com today. So, Your Two Rivers Ford take. How would you describe the Julio Jones situation with his nine months as a Titan? It really is a, it's really a fascinating one to diagnose because this was something at the time that Falcons fans were overjoyed to see him go. And that was not a situation that you thought would be the case for a Hall of Fame caliber player like Julio Jones. But indeed, he did get jettisoned in short order off the roster. And now you're talking about a situation for Julio where Maybe he ends up on another team. Maybe he ends up making you live to regret this decision, but you're already regretting this decision because you've already given up the assets for him. And, you know, for the front office, this is a this is an egregious mistake. I mean, this is one of the worst screw-ups that they've had. Now, here's what I'll say, because it's not, you know, you have to move on, right? You have to pull the ripcord if you think, that you just simply can't get anything else out of this dude. And this is something that I felt was coming for a couple of weeks now. I wrote an article last week for A to Z sports.com about, you know, right after Harold Landry signed his deal, I, I posited the idea that they should open the books back up on Julio Jones. And, you know, I don't know that they read what I wrote. I'm not saying that that has anything to do with it. I'm not saying that that was anything other than me you know, working through the process in my own head, not having access to their meeting rooms and things of that nature. But it did feel like it was trending that way. Uh, Jeff Sawyer says, 
I wasted a hundred bucks on one. Wasted a hundred bucks on what? A Julio Jones jersey? Yeah, you know, it's a tough scene, right? This is like the clowny experiment. And, you know, at least with clowny, at least with clowny and Beasley, they didn't have like after one year, it was over, right? They got it done. They got it off the books. It was over and done with after one season. But Julio is going to have a lasting effect into three total seasons. One in which he didn't produce the way that you needed him to produce. Two, in which he will not allow you to have a second round pick this year. Three, in which his cap hit will be spread out over 22 and 23 as you try to get that money off the book. So it really is a multi-layered failure on the part of the Titans organization. And it does put them on red alert as far as, listen, buddy, Ryan Tannehill, you're, you're, you know what your wide receiver room looks like right now? It's A.J. Brown, Nick Westbrook, Kakina, and Des Fitzpatrick. Chester Rogers is an unrestricted free agent. Marcus Johnson is an unrestricted free agent. You just cut Julio Jones, even if that trade or even if that transaction won't be made official for several more months at this point. This is a catastrophic, um, this is a catastrophic deal. And they they their mindset, the the way that they're gonna address it at whatever point John Robinson chooses to address the media, they're going to say, you know, we can't dwell on the past. We uh, we felt like this was the end of the road for uh, Julio and, and the Tennessee Titans organization. We thank him as, for his contributions, but we're moving on. And, like, that's all well and good, except, you know, it's not that simple. It's just not that cut and dry. So how would I? how would you describe the Julio Jones situation? Let me know in the comments on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We'll talk about it together. And you'll hear from A.J. Brown on this momentarily. Um, he'll probably be gone by our first round pick, says Ryan Powell. Oh, Ryan Powell's talking about somebody else as far as acquisitions are concerned. Um, I wonder how A.J. Brown is taking this info, says John Laster. Well, he A.J. did put out uh, a thank you tweet to Julio earlier today. Let me pull it up for you. I did retweet it earlier. Um, if you'll give me just a moment, I'll read you exactly what he said. This was four hours ago from AJ Brown. You have taught me a lot in a short period of time. I'm grateful to be a part of your journey. You're the reason why I started to begin to play this game. A Hall of Fame receiver is what you are and what I strive to be one day. Thank you. I'll take it from here. Salute. And a picture of AJ and Julio Jones. Uh, you'll hear with AJ momentarily right after I tell you about our friend's at DraftKings Sportsbook. Promo code A2Z Sports gets you in on all the action in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Like what they have for you this March Madness as college basketball, Notre Dame and Rutgers are squaring off right now. DraftKings Sportsbook is going to help you turn your team's victory into your own big win. If you're a new customer, you can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. You can do that with the Vols over Longwood tomorrow. And if Tennessee wins, you can get $200 in free bets. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on college hoops with same-game parlays, which allow you to combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever it is that you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code A to Z Sports. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code A to Z Sports this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, 
Must be 21 or older. Tennessee only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee red line, 1-800-889-9789. So how should you feel about the Julio Jones situation? It is, uh, it's got to be a complicated emotion if you are a Titans fan. Because we all know how exciting it was when A.J. Brown first started recruiting him on TikTok. And, uh, you know, how far we have fallen since then. Julio! That's what they're going to say when you make a catch. When you make a touchdown. They don't even do that for me. Just hear me out. Just hear me out. And look what I'm wearing. Your first Titan jersey. I haven't even been, re- been released yet. Okay. I'm going to sell you on some things right here. Listen to me closely. You have Tennyhill, Mr. Finger Roll himself, every time, Eric Hill. Listen, he does what he needs to be done. Like, he's a leader. He's a great passer. He's it. Anyway, next. Him, behind me, superhuman. We don't even have to discuss him. He speaks for himself. Look how mean he look in the picture. Like, okay. Then me, I'm up and coming. Pro Bowl, year two. Not a big deal. Kind of a big deal, but not really. Okay, scratch that. Anyway, whatever. You, the GOAT of our era. Of our receivers. Help me help you. Come home, Julio. Come home. Julio Jones came home. Uh, it's It's been a long time. Well, it hasn't been actually that long of a time since that video was made. And now you talk about because I'm seeing underachieving from Jeremy Graham. I'm seeing it's a bad look from Ronnie Sneed. Unfortunate from Jarrell Chavers. I've asked you how you would describe Julio Jones' nine months as a Titan uh, and the Julio touchdown chant. It only happened one time. It was one time. It was at the end of the year. It was on the road. So Titans fans, I mean, actually, there was a lot of Titans fans in Houston, but like it was week 18, the last week of the regular season on the road. And that's how long it took to Julio Jones to get a touchdown on the year. So no money until after June 1st several years of having that cap hit on the books and you know all that all that effort you had John Robinson on NFL Network on Good Morning Football I wish I could find the clip where he's talking about you know he was on Percy Priest boating with his family that day right and he's fielding calls in the middle of June they're on a boating trip there and they go to it's either Pinewood Kitchen I think is the name of the uh, is the name of the restaurant that he said the deal got done and he I think he, he was joking around on Good Morning Football, but he was talking about, you know, it will now be known, I'm I'm paraphrasing largely, but he's talking about, you know, it'll now be known as Historic Pinewood Kitchen because that's the site before the Julio Jones trade deal went down. Well, now it's a black mark on not just John Robinson, but on Pinewood Kitchen because there's nothing historic about it other than this is a very, very big blunder for an organization that, you know, I, I guess you'd rather have them hit eject sooner rather than later. Like, I don't want, I I guess expectations were low enough for people around Julio Jones that anything that you got out of him potentially this year was just going to be gravy. But you'd rather have an organization that moves on sooner rather than later from something that they don't think is working anymore. And they've had a couple of these, right? Whether it's Isaiah Wilson, whether it's Kevin Dodd, whether it's Vic Beasley, Jonathan Joseph, like, there have been several of these names across um, heading into seven years of John Robinson as the general manager of this club, where you're looking at this and saying, yeah, you know, they, these things continue to happen, but 
you know, they continue to find ways to win. So can you be, can you be so bent out of shape about it? And the answer is yes, you can be pissed about this. This is something worth getting upset for, right? We kind of got into, we got into a, a little bit of a, a discussion, a back and forth about Deontay Foreman. Some of you and I did yesterday, and I thought it was completely ridiculous that this many people were freaking out about paying a backup running back $2 million when you have a starter on your roster that averaged, when he was healthy, 29 touches per game. It's ridiculous, the idea that people would want to pay Deontay Foreman. And so we had like a legitimate back and forth, I think some of us about that. Respectful, of course, but still. And I told you, you know, don't don't be don't be silly. Like, you're, you guys are getting way worked up over something that is completely completely not worth the time, literally not worth the money to get Ben out of shape over. And here I am a day later to tell you that the Julio Jones thing is worth getting Ben out of shape over. You can be pissed about it. You can let this linger. You can let this hurt. You can look at uh, the day two of the NFL draft if they don't trade out of the first round, and they may have to trade out of the first round now just to kind of recoup draft picks that they need on day two, really more than they need on day one, which sounds kind of silly to say, but you get my meaning based on the depth of this draft. You can be salty about it until after the draft, through the draft, and until next season starts. This stinks. This sucks if you're a Titans fan. You you are allowed to be thoroughly disgusted with the way this is, that this played out. Now, um, can you blame them for taking a shot on it? Uh, yeah, in retrospect, you can. You saw how ready. I mean, they got what they did to the Broncos a couple of years ago with Jarrell Casey, Atlanta just did to them, right? John Robinson offloaded Jarrell at the perfect time. He played two games the next season for the Broncos, and his body was breaking down. And everybody in Tennessee looked at it as, you know, egregious, and how dare you? And Jarrell is one of the most beloved players in franchise history, and yet, you know, Denver took his whole contract. So what did you care at that point? Atlanta turned around, what, two years later, and did the exact same thing to you. They said, hey. Uh, we got this, we got this guy. He's a hall of famer. We'll sell him to you real cheap. I'll give him, I'll just, I'll, you know, Arthur Smith. I loved you guys. I spent so much time with you guys as an organization. I want to do right by the Tennessee Titans. So as I take this head coaching job and, you know, obviously Terry Fontenot, their general manager there was the one that Robinson was dealing with, but I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm role-playing here. And so Art turns around and says, you know what? I'll do you guys a solid. You guys did so right by me by promoting me internally, by helping me get this head coaching job, by, you know, gifting me Dean Pease as a defensive coordinator because he doesn't want to work for you anymore. Let me give you back Julio Jones. It's the very least that I could do. And, you know, I'm sure Terry Fontenot turned around at some point chuckling to himself after they got a second-round pick for a 33-year-old wide receiver who had played nine games that year and said, man, they are in for an unpleasant experience because this dude is shot. And listen, the talent, there's still some stuff there. But the problem is his body's just failing him. The hamstrings, man, like that didn't ever really go away, even though he looked better towards the end of the season. You don't know how truly right he was. So uh, you can, you can, because I saw one of the, somebody, one of you commented, "Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened." Uh, no, I think you're allowed. I think you're allowed to uh, to cry. I think you're allowed to cry about this because this shit, <laughs> this was an outright bust, an outright bust of a situation, um, and it should hurt. You're allowed to be, I, you know, and far be it for me to tell you guys when you're allowed to be upset and what you're allowed to be upset about. You can be upset about whatever you want, right? 
but like, you know, it's rare that I agree with you guys when you get like emotional and super upset about things. Now this one, this one should, this one should hurt. This one should, this one should sting. Uh, that's a, that's a real tough scene. The Julio Jones situation with, but like I said, you'll always have AJ Brown's TikTok. Julio! That's what they're going to say when you make a catch, when you make a touchdown. They don't even do that for me. Just hear me out. Just hear me out. And look what I'm wearing. Your first Titan jersey. I haven't even been released yet. Okay. I'm going to sell you on some things right here. Listen to me closely. You have 10 of you. Mr. Finger Roll himself. Every time. Eric Hill. Listen. He does what he needs to be done. Like, he's a leader. He's a great passer. He's it. Anyway. Next. Him. Behind me. Superhuman. We don't even have to discuss him. He speaks for himself. Look how mean he look in the picture. Like, okay. Then me. I'm up and coming. Pro Bowl, year two, not a big deal, kind of a big deal, but not really. Okay, scratch that. Anyway, whatever. You, the GOAT of our era, the of our receivers, help me help you. Come home, Julio. Come home. TK Bullis says, shoot the video into the sun, Buck. Damn you. I know. I, I couldn't help but twist the knife a little bit. Julio released after nine months as a Titan and uh, your franchise, you know, really uh, not better in any way, shape or form for having had his presence come through this building other than a bunch of fun training camp videos that got us a whole bunch of retweets and likes on A to Z sports because he's a famous name with a body that's shot. You love playing it, says Ryan Powell. I won't lie. It does make me happy. It does make me smile a little bit. Not not uh not happy. Happy is the wrong word, but it is, you know, I think it is objectively funny in retrospect. Now, maybe you don't feel that way because you love your football team and you don't want bad things to happen to your football team. And this is an inherently a bad thing that's happened to your football team. Um, you'll move on. You'll you'll move on, you'll get over it. But in the meantime, like I think we can all kind of laugh at how silly that looks in retrospect. Uh, MB says, Buck is just trying to stir in the pot. It's not life-threatening. Put a period on it and move on. Well, yeah, they're going to. Yo, yeah, listen. Like, that's that's the that's the mindset of the organization, right? Like, and uh, am I just trying to stir the pot? Uh, no, I'm having a real and honest conversation with you. Now, if you think that that's, I mean, if you think that that's stirring the pot objectively, uh, you're entitled to your own opinion. I think that I tend to not do too much hot-takey stuff. Um unless I feel it's appropriate and this is appropriate. Like this was a job that was botched uh, up and down, like up and down. And you know, how much of it was bad luck, how much of it you couldn't predict all of these things. And in, in retrospect, I, I understand that there are, there are nuances to these conversations. And also I'm telling you that this is an abject failure by your organization. And while you can put a period on it and move on as they will, uh, you should also be aware for the sake of holding your organization accountable. Hey, this shit blew up in your face. Like you guys really botched this badly. Somebody needs to answer for this. And you know, they'll answer for this by how they handle their actions, their draft actions, their free agency actions, which so far um, hasn't been much moving forward. All they can do is try and correct what has been what the, the missed opportunity, right? But you know, to not dwell on the missed opportunity I think is, uh, you know, I think is not the right thing to do because I think that you have to have these uncomfortable conversations because John Robinson is above average at his job. The staff is above average at their jobs. Mike Vrabel and his staff are above average 
at their jobs. This is probably still a playoff team, even though you've got two wide receivers, well, three wide receivers uh, at this point, counting Des Fitzpatrick, well, four, I guess, Racy McMath, um, also still on the roster at this point. But like, you know, this is, this. it's probably going to be okay, right? But it's still not good enough. And you still have to, you know, you still have to push back and criticize when they blow things as badly as they blew this. And this was a blown opportunity that now is going to cost you not just this season, but into the future. And I think that's something that you always have to have in the back of your mind. Uh, Buck laughing makes me want to bet against the trash Hoosiers. Well, you know, the Hoosiers are probably going to, I wouldn't, don't bet the Hoosiers tomorrow. Bet St. Mary's tomorrow. I, uh, uh, you, you don't have, you don't have to, you don't have to spite me. Uh, you don't have to spite, um, spite bet the Hoosiers or spite not bet the Hoosiers because of me, I would definitely bet against Indiana tomorrow when they play St. Mary's. Anyway, so let's move on and let's talk about this rapidly dissolving tight end market at this point. Let us discuss at length on, uh, well, and because Mason, and you know, listen, you guys come in and out of the show all the time. I want to, I want to, so I'll probably have to say this a couple of times and that's okay. I'm happy to do it. Mason says, because we use his cap space for the Cowboys right tackle. Uh, sure. If you want to wait until after June 1st to trade for him, but you know, it's feasible that on March the 16th, because he's talking about Lyle Collins on March the 16th, Lyle Collins is probably going to have another deal done with a team to trade for his services. Or if not, the Cowboys are going to release him and somebody's going to pick him up. You don't have that money at your disposal until after June 1st because of the way that they need to spread this cap head out over multiple years to get a substantial amount back on their books. Um, so like I said, it's got nothing to do with free agency outright. This simply has to do with they're like, okay, it's, you know, it's done at this point. Okay, let's talk about tight end one uh, and the, uh, the idea that they are rapidly dissolving at this point. Should the Titans be in or out on tight end Austin Hooper? That's the next question. For you guys, give me the comments or give me your response in the comments on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. We'll talk about it together right after I tell you about our friends at uh, Brymac Mechanical. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. Satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. Brymac has you covered. They're the best in the business. They will put you in a position to succeed. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. So, should you be in or out your organization on Austin Hooper, who was released from the Cleveland Browns today? Now, he got a big contract. It was four years, $42 million from the Cleveland Browns after having a career year with the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Josh Sabata says, out. Come on, man. You're better than this. Well, Josh, you don't know what the answer to my question is. In or out? What, what? What is it? You're better than what? Am, one, I'm probably not better than whatever you're talking about. I just spite played the Julio Jones, AJ Brown, uh, TikTok video for you because it made me giggle. That's not, you know, I'm not better than anything. Like, let's not assign some kind of moral, uh, moral or some kind of morality to me. Like, I've got, you know, like I've got any. Well, I shouldn't say that I've got no skin in the game. Obviously, I do have skin in the game because if your football team does poorly, less of you guys watch my stuff or read my stuff or click on my stuff, which I don't want anything to do with. So, you know, inherently I would prefer to cover a winning football team, but if you're saying I'm better than something, no, 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 Josh, just that's your first mistake. I'm assume that I'm better than nothing because then you will never be disappointed when I do things like spite play the Julio Jones, AJ Brown, TikTok video. Like I'm about to again. Julio. Julio. 
that's what they're going to say when you make a catch, when you make a touchdown. They don't even do that for me. Just hear me out. Just hear me out. And look what I'm wearing. Your first Titan jersey. I haven't even been released yet. Okay. I'm going to sell you on some things right here. Listen to me closely. You have ten of you. Mr. Finger Roll himself. Every time. Eric Hill. Listen. He does what he needs to be done. Like, he's a leader. He's a great passer. He's it. Anyway. Next. Him. Behind me. Superhuman. We don't even have to discuss him. He speaks for himself. Look how mean he look in the picture. Like, okay. Then me. I'm up and coming. Pro Bowl year two. Not a big deal. Kind of a big deal. But not really. Okay. Scratch that. Anyway. Whatever. You. The GOAT of our era, the, of our receivers. Help me help you. Come home, Julio. Come home. All right. I'll leave you alone after that. <laughs> that was that last one was just mean. I shouldn't. That, that I should have been above. But again, I wasn't above it. So you can't assume that I'm above anything at this point. Karen O'Keefe says, please stop playing that. Pour salt in the wound. Okay. I'll stop playing that. I completely understand. Um, so, but the, the, the Austin Hooper situation is interesting, right? Cause like the tight end market dried up, you guys had, uh, you guys, uh, were very hot on what Tyler Conklin, right? The, you know, one year wonder from the Minnesota Vikings who, uh, filled in well for Irv Smith Jr. There was Irv Smith Jr. A rookie last year out of Alabama. Anyway, Irv Smith Jr. Has been a good player for the Minnesota Vikings. He had an MCL injury. Tyler Conklin filled in as a fourth-year player out of Central Michigan, if me if memory serves, had a really, really good season for them. He ended up signing with the Jets. Um, you've got all of these different tight ends. O.J. Howard, now off the board. He went to the Buffalo Bills. Um, you kind of go through the list of all of the tight ends available, and you're left with, I mean, who you got, kind of. You're left, at this point, with Jeff Swaim and Tommy Hudson, who are now already on your roster, but you still need more help at that position. But the difference-making or even marginally difference-making help that would have been available in free agency at the position, uh, they're largely gone. Now, there are still some names that can help you. I'm not saying that they, you know, doom and gloom is the word, but like when Austin Hooper is one of your better options, the question that I ask you is, you are you in or out on the idea of Austin Hooper? And I'll tell you why I'm out on the idea of Austin Hooper here in just a second. First, let's hear from the man himself. And I feel like, you know, every year my goal is to improve, and I feel like I'm, I'm never satisfied. I feel like there's things that I, I always want to improve on. There's things in the offseason I made a point to address myself and uh, to get better. And, uh, you know, spending more time with Baker, I think, definitely has, uh, has helped me with my confidence uh, more than anything. And being in the same offense, knowing you know, what to expect and, you know, what, what's expected. So that's Austin Hooper talking about, you know, his goals with the Browns. Now, he was released by the Browns uh, today. He lasted two seasons, two seasons in Cleveland on his four-year deal. He, had, uh, he, was, he played a pretty good football in Atlanta. Um, he, had, he never had, a, never had like, a, like a groundbreaking season at the tight end position, but he cashed out when his uh, when his performance maxed out in 2019, he played in 13 games. He had 75 catches for 787 yards and six touchdowns with the Falcons that year. He turned that into a four-year, $42 million deal with the Browns, and all he did after the fact was disappoint. 
46 catches in 2020, four touchdowns, 300 and, uh, th- or excuse me, 38 catches in 2021 with three touchdowns. He slips and falls out of his routes with great regularity. In fact, Browns fans despise this dude. He is technically a dual threat as far as being able to block and theoretically be a threat to you in the passing game, but that never materialized in Cleveland. Now, you know, it's reasonable to ask the question because I did. I, t- I have an inordinate amount of Browns fans that I know that live in live in Nashville, oddly enough. There's a bunch of people from Cleveland that moved down here. Understandably so, because Cleveland is a miserable place to live. But uh, what, what he is does not represent something that you want on this roster other than he will be found at great value when all these other tight ends are getting north of $8 million a year. You're not going to spend that kind of money on a tight end. And I've explained, I've explained this to you before because Otis or uh, rather Joseph is just saying, shut up buck on Facebook live. Well, you know, I mean, I literally can't, I'm paid to talk for a living Joseph. And in fact, I've just paid my mortgage yesterday with my ability to talk. So I can't physically shut up or otherwise who's going to pay, who's going to pay my bills. You're not going to pay my, well, well, actually you may pay my bills depending on if you patronize uh, any of our great sponsors. But in the meantime, I literally can't shut up Joseph. So you're just going to have to eat it in the meantime, while I continue to pay these bills with this mouth. But I understand why I would, I would look at this and say, I understand why you would look at this and say being why why do you have to why do you have to like urinate on what may be the best option available? You know what I'm saying? Like I I totally get why you'd be frustrated by this cuz they didn't do anything about the tight end position last year. It's not trending overwhelmingly positive through a couple of days of uh through a couple of days of free agency so far and like you go through all of these things and you say, well, wh- who are you to tell me uh, that this tight end is not good enough when they have uh, just no tight ends on the roster that you feel overwhelmingly great about? Now, they feel better about Jeff Swaim than you do. Otherwise, they wouldn't have given him $3 million. And there are still options. Bob Tanyan is still out there. We have talked about uh, guys like Tyler Croft, who have played decent football for the Cincinnati Bengals. Gerald Everett is another name, uh, you know, solid player across a couple of years for the Rams first and then the Seahawks. And then you have Austin Hooper, who has been a good player, but has been wildly disappointing. Now, what he represents to you, though, is value. And you are, again, you've given the money that most teams pay to a tight end to a running back. And listen, that running back is so, so worth it right? Like Derrick Henry, even if he, even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't, for example, win them a Super Bowl or rush for 2000 yards again, like Derrick Henry has been worth the second contract that the team gave him, even as his season was disappointing by no one's fault, but a stress fracture in his foot last year. Derrick Henry was worth that contract. You know what I'm saying? But also like when teams plan out their salary cap allotment, not just for the next season, but in coming seasons, well, you have to consider, okay, where are we going to designate expositional spending? And where most teams designate expositional spending is on the tight end position as opposed to the running back. The Titans are paying one guy $15 million this year. One guy at a $15 million price tag puts them in the top five of positional spending at the running back position. 
Minnesota is right there at $14 million with Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison on their roster. But the next the next closest team, after you get out of the top six with Minnesota, is $4 million away from spending on running backs. People don't spend on running backs that way. Your team did, and that's fine. Again, Derek was worth the contract, all right? But you also have to understand that because Derek got that second contract, that's going to take away from what you're able to do with the tight end because that's typically the decision that teams like the Titans have to make. Do you pay the tight end? Do you pay the running back? Most teams don't pay the running back. Your team paid the running back. The running back was worth paying. You know, now you have to now you have to find a way to make it work with parts that may not be necessarily attractive to you elsewhere on the roster. Need more help on the offensive line, need more help as far as pass catchers are concerned. Wide receiver and tight end. But the tight end positional spending is going to be less than you uh uh going to be less than you want it to be. And you know, such is such is the way that such such is the way that these things have paid out. Um, why do other teams always seem to find money for big time players? Says Tig on Facebook Live. But all I hear from A to Z is we don't have enough money. Well, I mean, uh, theoretically, theoretically, nobody has enough money, right? But teams can make this work. The Saints are in cap hell because of what they did with Drew Brees' contract to continually push the cap can down the road. John Robinson has said regularly that he does not like to do that. In fact, the exception to the rule was them restructuring Ryan Tannehill to make, well, restructuring, who was it for Jadavion Clowney? Was it Bayard? that rest- I can't remember who restructured for J- Jadavion Clowney to make that deal work. I want to say it was Kevin Byard prior to the 2020 season, but my memory isn't great on that. But I know that Tannehill restructured in 2021 to make room for Julio Jones, right? They had to get that deal done. But that's something that John typically doesn't ask them to do. The player can be willing to do it, but ultimately the organization has to ask. And yeah, it was Byard, Kevin Trimble says, on Facebook Live. But remember what comes with restructure. You guys wanted to get rid of Ryan Tannehill. You can't get rid of Ryan Tannehill because Ryan Tannehill restructured and now has a greater cap hit and more guaranteed money associated, well, moving the guaranteed money in a way that he still gets paid, but the cap hit is something that is going to come due this year, which means that that contract was infinitely harder to move if, in fact, you were trying to move it and they never tried to move the Ryan Tannehill contract, just so we're all clear. But kind of kind of looking at this this way restructures are are a short-term solution and they will work for teams like the buccaneers who moved money uh who moved money around for teams like the los angeles rams who have pretended like the salary i mean the saints have pretended like the salary cap isn't a real thing for many many years but now after drew brees is gone they don't know what to do with themselves now they got one super bowl out of that run with drew brees maybe you think that's underachieving Maybe you think it's all worth it. I think for an organization like yours that doesn't have a Super Bowl ring on its resume, it would be worth it to kind of, you know, mortgage the future to a degree. So there's plenty of teams that have less money than you, but they're finding ways with loopholes in contracts, voidable years on contracts that make the uh, moving moving around money with restructures, converting uh, some, uh, some of the teams, some of a player's salary into signing bonus, which gives them a little more wiggle room. Like there's a bunch of different tools that teams have at their disposal. But what I'm saying to you is that they're trying not to get married. Like 
Taylor Lewan is is the most recent example of that. Now, that's this is not to say that neither Kevin Byard or Taylor Lewan will restructure. Um, will restructure. I think it may be worth examining both of those contracts in particular to free up a considerable amount of cap space. But if you are trying to move on from Taylor Lewan in the near future, and they looked at moving on from him this year, they decided it was not in their best interest. So ultimately, Taylor stays. But if they want to move on from him next year, well, if you restructure his deal, then you're on the hook for a bigger cap hit next year, and you're going to make his contract harder to move and harder to cut. You have to consider those things. Um, you have to consider those things when you're talking about what it is. And like I said, it may well be worth it. I, you know, the Rams kind of did something to that effect, and it was very much worth it because it all worked out and they won a Super Bowl. Um, but your team doesn't seem terribly keen at this point in taking that approach. And, you know, I can't give you an answer uh, other than that's the way that they choose to do business. And whether you consider that to be good enough or not, you know, maybe they care what you think. I'm inclined to tell you, or I'm inclined to think that they don't care what you think. Um, and they're just going to continue to do business as they've done business because they've largely been proven right on a lot of things other than making the one deep run in the postseason, which is of course the harshest criticism at this point. Um, like the Chargers, Chargers, well, Chargers have all kinds of, Chargers had all kinds of cap space. Jags had all kinds of cap space. Like Jack, you know what, do you know what Justin Herbert's making this, this coming season? Justin Herbert, who's one of the better quarterbacks in football is making, uh, is making $7 million this year. It's a lot easier to trade for Khalil Mack and sign JC Jackson. And, uh, you know, Derwin James is on a rookie contract. Like they've got a couple of stud players, Joey Bosa, they paid, but like on and on and on and on, um, it goes, but they, you know, rookie quarterbacks, those are the most valuable commodities. Rookie quarterback contracts are the most valuable commodities in professional football. Dom Odell says, proven right how with no Super Bowls, Buck. It's it's so. I cannot dispute the fact that they have not won a ring. Um, but they win more games than they lose. They are responsible for a winning organization. One of the most consistent organizations in the last, I mean, in the last almost a decade now, six years with John Robinson. So one of the most consistent organizations in football, which if you've been a Titans fan for long enough, and I know many of you have, you know what it is to be hugely inconsistent and completely irrelevant. Now, again, your expectations have been raised as they should. Your expectation should be a Super Bowl, and they have not achieved that. But largely, they have been an above average organization, and I do think that you need to take that into consideration while also understanding that they've made a bunch of bad decisions that have, you know, whether they've outright kept them from winning a Super Bowl or not, they certainly haven't helped the cause and it's they haven't found the one thing to get them over the hump at this point. Such is life. Um, you uh, you should go do sports talk for your team, whoever it is, says Joe Moore. Well, I don't have a team. That's the problem. Like, uh, you know, this is why you guys are stuck with me. One, because I'm on a multi-year deal and so I'm not going anywhere anytime soon, unfortunately, um, for you, Joe, but I don't have a football team. Like this is, Joe, you don't strike me just based on looking at your, uh, based on looking at your Facebook profile picture here. You don't strike me as somebody who may can maybe a a consumer of game of Thrones, but, uh, if you are a consumer of game of Thrones, I would tell you that, uh, that I would use the same, uh, the same phrase that Arya Stark used when she's talking about 
uh, when she's getting ready to become one of the faceless men. And I'm sure that I've already lost you, Joe Moore, in my analogy when I say that a girl has no a girl has no name and a boy has no football team. That's just kind of the nature of the situation, and that's why you're stuck with me. Sorry to say, Joe. Um, let's move on and let's talk about uh, what the Bills spent on. <laughs> Speaking of, of lack of money, but spending money anyway, let's talk about what the Bills just gave Von Miller because that is uh, that is a situation um, that is a situation that is very very interesting to me uh, that we need to discuss at length. Parker uh, Parker Holt says you should say our team. Why should I say our team? You're going to have to expand on that for me, Parker. On it, you know, I it's the team that I cover. It's a team. I and listen, I enjoy covering the Titans. Listen, it's not like I'm. I, I don't want you guys to think that I'm like, like I'm actively dismissing um, your fandom as Tennessee Titans fans. It's just you know, it's not what I'm. I'm paid to be a reporter. You know what I'm saying? And then you know, in addition to that, because I'm I talk too much, they pay me to do talk shows like the radio show and like the primetime show and like the podcast with Greg Cosell and like the 615 Sessions podcast. Um, I just happen to be a reporter first and foremost and then a talk show host um, because people keep throwing, uh, people keep paying me to talk into microphones. And so who am I to turn down their money? But yeah, I'm not going to, I'm never going to say our team, Parker, because it's, it's not my team and that's okay. Like that's totally fine. And we can have, we can have legitimate conversations about your football team um, anytime you want. And we can go through all these things. And I don't think the majority of you care about this. I think you just want to talk about your football team. Like, you don't care who I root for, Parker. And, like, the reality of the situation is I don't root for an NFL team. I, I literally don't care. I I care. Well, that let me say this. I do care. I care to the extent that if your football team does better, uh, my shows continue to do better. So I'm all for, you know, selfishly, my stuff continuing to do better. So as long as your football team is good, more people will continue to consume content, and that is how I feel about the situation. And Parker, in you know, in being transparent with you guys like that, I think it gives us a more open and honest relationship because you don't want some Homer in here. So I mean, and and listen, if you want Homer Homer stuff, we got we A to Z has Homer stuff. It's just you know, it's not going to come from me, and that's okay. Like I think that's totally okay. I think you can have a lot of different things, a lot of different menu offerings at a place like A to Z that offers you a bunch of different personalities with a bunch of different perspectives. Like I'm, I'm on the Titan Up podcast, the A to Z Titan Up podcast this week with Jack Gentry and Austin Huff. And they're diehard Titans fans. It's literally called the Titan Up podcast. And we had a fun conversation. There's nothing wrong with that. You can get a, a you, the, the beauty of something like A to Z is you can get a variety of different opinions. And maybe it's not a one size fit all situation, but maybe you sample some stuff that you like and you don't like. And maybe you learn some stuff or a, a different perspective along the way. That's all I'm trying to offer you, Parker. And if I don't say our team, then you're going to forgive me because, you know, that would be dishonest. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. You you guys may think I'm an asshole, and sometimes I am an asshole. I mean, I think life become once you publicly admit that you're a jerk, <laughs> if you are a jerk like I am, I think life becomes a lot easier once you publicly admit that. Uh, so you guys may not like me, but at least you know that I'm not going to lie to you about why it is that you don't like me. <laughs> Anyway, can we move on and talk about Von Miller's contract? That was super, super self-involved at this point. I don't want to talk about me anymore. All right, let's move on. Uh, and let's talk about Von Miller's contract. In the comments on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, let me know. Did the Bills overpay Von Miller? Give me the good stuff. Give me the juice. Did they overpay? I'll give you the details on his contract momentarily. Speaking of teams that did not, uh, that do, do not necessarily have the money to spend but are spending anyway. 
Did the Bills pay, overpay Von Miller? Your answers on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch right after I tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress. Gary, he'll say it's his football team. He'll say our team because Gary is the official real estate agent of the Tennessee Titans, the Nashville Predators, and of A to Z Sports Primetime. Gary will help you win with the Intel Edge that will allow you to capitalize on this crazy Nashville real estate market. The Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com. Your dream address without the stress don't sell without the intel that only the Ashton team can provide to you. So, Vaughn Miller got the bag from the Buffalo Bills. The contract details are fascinating when you look at the amount of money that they just shelled out. And also, they signed O.J. Howard today, which may be a sticking point for some of you. Now, Vaughn Miller has pedigree, right? He's an eight-time Pro Bowler. He's been an All-Pro multiple times. He just won a Super Bowl. He's a two-time Super Bowl champion. Vaughn Miller deserves, you know, to be paid off reputation alone. But the Bills just gave him a six-year contract. Six years. He's 33. He'll be 33 years old. What, 10 days from now, Vaughn Miller will turn 33. Um, March the 26th is his birthday, so happy early birthday to Vaughn Miller. Six years, $120 million is the price tag for Vaughn Miller at age 33, $51.5 million guaranteed. So, less guaranteed money than Harold Landry, but also at a dude who's almost uh, 10 years older than Harold. $45 million fully guaranteed at signing. They also gave O.J. Howard... The same deal, um, well, actually, a lesser deal, or no, it's a, it actually ends up being a better deal for O.J. Howard than Jeff Swaim got. Sources told Schefter, the ESPN report says, that O.J. Howard signed a $3.5 million deal that could be worth up to five. Uh, Jeff Swaim's deal is basically capped out at $3.5 million, although I'm sure there's a little bit of incentives in there. So did they overpay? Did they overpay for Vaughn Miller is the question. And, you know, I don't know how you could say anything, but yes. Vaughn has been on the beach the last week. I think he's still on the beach. Most importantly, he is headed to the Buffalo Bills. Remember when free agents didn't want to come to Buffalo? Those days are long in the past. Based on what Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott have built, it is now a prime landing spot. Case in point, Vaughn Miller, sources say, is getting a six-year, $120 million extension, which is a big number. Most relevant, most important, the deal averages $17.5 million over the first four years for Von Miller to man the edge and simply sack the quarterback. This is uh, the same same deal, similar deal as Chandler Jones got in Las Vegas. Still, huge number for Von Miller, huge signing for the Buffalo Bills, and this one was close. The Rams were tugging at him like crazy, pulling at his heartstrings. In the end, Von had to say no to the Super Bowl champs and lands in Buffalo. They overpaid. I mean, they, they and and listen, like Vaughn has been such a great player across his career. I've really enjoyed watching Vaughn Miller, but six years for a 33-year-old player, that's like that's like baseball contracts before they realized how dumb they were, how stupidly they were spending money in baseball. The whole reason that they were locked out is because they figured out that they shouldn't be paying players, you know, six or seven or eight-year contracts like Matt Olson just got from the Atlanta Braves. But Matt Olson is also considerably, Matt Olson's like 24 years old, the deal he just signed with Atlanta. And you got Vaughn Miller out here making similar cash 
with, uh, you know, not as much guaranteed money, obviously, but almost as many years. It's wild to me. Wild to me. Now, he's not, you know, very rarely do players live out the life of their deal. I mean, for example, Julio Jones was was under contract through 2024. Julio Jones, obviously, is not going to see the life of his deal. He's going to be released uh, before that contract expires. You've got Jarrell Casey, uh, Bobby Wagner. Like, there's plenty of there's plenty of circumstances where you look at this and say, okay, yeah, he's probably not going to see all six years of the contract, but $51 million guaranteed is nuts. It's nuts for Buffalo. And listen, Buffalo needs better defensive players than these guys who need guys who are going to kick Patrick Mahomes' ass when they face him in the postseason. Tennessee just did a similar thing, right? They know they're going to see great quarterbacks in this conference next year, so they're going to try and kick every quarterback's ass and hope that they can get a little more out of their offense. But, uh, yeah, this is really, really an interesting deal for Buffalo, who also signed Roger Saffel, a former Tennessee Titan. and. We will see what the fruits of those signings are. Now, William Young is correct. He says it's in reality, it's just three years for $52 million, and that is the more appropriate way to look at it, yes. But also, William, if they do in fact keep him, the idea that they would just be handing out six-year contracts, like who has it? I don't even think Patrick Mahomes was signed for six years. That's wild to me. Football teams don't typically do that, even if the money is monopoly money, for lack of a better term. Uh, okay, longer show tonight. A lot of fun. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, really appreciate appreciate your participation as always. Thank you, thank you so much for uh, always coming in and hanging out when we do the show. We'll do one more primetime show tonight, and we will do the radio show tomorrow. Actually, radio is going to be a little different the next two days. I'm only on for an hour on Thursday and Friday uh, because we're carrying March Madness games on the uh, on 104.5 The Zone. So I'm going to broadcast. Actually. If you're in, in if you're in Middle Tennessee, come to Party Foul in Donaldson tomorrow. I'm going to be hanging out. We're going to do an hour of the show there. Then myself and Ron Slay, we're going to hang out. We're going to drink. We're going to eat hot chicken, and we're going to watch college basketball. And we hope to see a lot of you out there. So if you want to come kick it at Party Foul in Donaldson with us tomorrow, be doing my show there for an hour. We're obviously going to talk a lot about Julio Jones, and then afterwards we'll watch college basketball with you. Drink, eat, have a great time. Hope to see many of you out there. Thank you guys, as always, tomorrow on the radio show. And if I don't see you there, tomorrow night, one more time this week on A to Z Sports Primetime.